performance of your awards. We're what, Elk Grove Village? Elk Grove yeah. Village. This is, uh, just saw your cool four-wheel drive dyno jet. That's pretty rad. Yeah, appreciate <laughs> it. Yep. Who, uh, who am I talking to? So this is Alex Roy, owner and founder of Performance Euroworks. And then uh, Ryan Upham, just uh, hang out, race cars. <laughs> yeah, leave your car here, put leave a case swap here. in it. No drop big deal. In, drop in every now and again, do some work on it, get in the way. So Ryan, uh, you ran a, you ran this thing, you used to run this in Time Attack with us in NASA, what, GTS2? Uh, GTS3, 4, and ST3. All of them. We did vintage racing with it. We've done a ton of shit Yeah, you with took it. it to that, the Hawk event, right? Right, yeah, yeah, that was awesome. Um, and now you're putting, and you ran GLTC the last couple of years here and there, a bunch of seat, bunch of races last year. Right, well, uh, yeah, t- pretty much... We did better the first year. Oh, I think did you we run took, the whole season the first year? Yeah, we took like we fifth, Colorado, fifth Colorado. overall. Uh, That's, right. That's right. We did really good. They kind of all blur together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, last year, not as great. There's just a few problems. And then I, the, the competition obviously steps up every year. Dude, it's getting out of control. Absolutely. And we took, from the get-go, we took a NASA car and made it work. Uh, and, and that was successful year one. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, and then as people just started to load in, uh, taking a NASA car, and just making it work is no longer the formula. You got to dedicate to the series. You almost have to. Um, and uh, the rules really aligned with this car. We gutted it from the get go back in the day when right. we could only make like 210 horsepower. Yep. So I don't like the idea of adding 400 pounds of ballast to account, you know, to accommodate like a V8 or something. Right. And as and an inline six cylinder detune just doesn't make the torque. Yeah. The we were actually, I was actually on a two hour call about power band stuff. Hmm. From like seven until Oof. until I left from the, the grid life office, and uh, I could see why you're putting this little cutie in here. Yeah, <laughs> we're put we're, so you, you put a K24 in this thing. It's an E36. Right. Um, you got the, you got a lot of firewall moved. What are y'all doing here? So what have you found out with the swap? What most people said, I pestered Dave quite a bit. We've known him for a long time. So Dave goes, from yeah, Kenyatta, right, right. Power. And I was like, so when are you making a kid? And he finally told me at Midwest Fest. He's like, dude, I'm not. He's like, the amount, he's like, I bought three FRSs just to perf, you know, perfect the kit for street, because right, that's right. going to be our primary market. I totally get it. He's like, you're in a race car, cut it up, make it fit welded. Right. Uh, so we went back and we reassessed it a bunch of times. And dude, then what basically made me do it was the price of S54s is so dumb. Dude, you told me that they're freaking out of control. I bought six thousand bucks. Oh, they're they're even higher now. Eight thousand bucks. I bought the motor for eighteen hundred dollars. No, eight years ago, seven years ago. Yeah, and I sold it for eight thousand. And you raced the shit out of it. Yeah, I mean, we a lot of maintenance. That's the only shitty part. Yeah, we probably had like what hundreds of hours on track in it. Yeah, we had a lot of a lot of time. Um, so that was the big thing, and and basically you had to do like rod bearings and what all that other stuff to keep it alive every season. Every other year, rod bearings, and then on top of that, we had to do, um, always do valve adjustments and whatnot, because it's mechanical. Are the rod bearings in that thing? Like, you drop, drop the cross drop the pan, do it. Exactly, in. yeah. So, front suffering's coming down, oil pan's coming out, the whole oil pump system is out. It's not cheap. Do you have to shelves. spec them, or do you, like, order it for the engine number, or? We, we do, so actually, we, we do work with different bearing manufacturers, okay. and, and some of them have made, like, propriety bearings that have right. extra clearance for the oil that we use, oh, etc. Okay. Okay. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, it's been proven to work so well. I mean, again, Ryan's yeah. a pure testament to That's that. That's freaking nuts. And you just find there's always something going to break. Like right. the one year, we ended the year at a track day at Audubon, and as I'm, like, rounding the last corner, the, the car just shook like you wouldn't believe. And I'm like, what right. the, f- you know, what the fuck's going on? Like, can I swear? Yeah. All right, cool. Well, we've had an explicit warning for five years. Uh, <laughs> Maybe six. All right, cool. Um, so... I get off track and I'm like, dude, it's it's the end of the year. I'm not even gonna bother to look at it. Just put it in the trailer. Right. And go home, man. Next time I fired it up, it was fine. And then we come to look at it, uh, and Lewis actually found that the harmonic balancer split. Oh yeah. In half. And then I start to research it. That's another thing you gotta log. Count your hours. OEM can only last so long. Dude, and it was the same thing. Like back in the day, you know, forever ago, I had that Evo that I tried to. I time attacked all over. Wasn't that in modified mag too? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I did a lot with it, but I was always trying to punch above my weight. I didn't right. have the budget to successfully punch above my weight. Like, I was there. Right. I got a couple licks in every now and again, but it's just too much at the time for me. Winning shit is so expensive and hard. Dude, it's it's a lot. <laughs> it's so hard, dude. But we constantly found out that there was always something creeping up, a newfound expense, you know, and that car had an operating cost. I mean, it was like 250 bucks an hour to drive that car. Yeah. I think I factored it out. We bought, you know, race fuel by the barrel and shit. Yeah. 
I think he's gonna. Oh, that's fine. So, no, that's fine. It'll, it'll pick up background noise when it's on. Maybe it should be turning off. He's got a big old furnace. Yeah. Gotta stay warm here. <laughs> so right now the the uh, recorder's just balancing on the the K Power K24 manifold. What uh, like what did you find when you took the S54 out for fitment in this thing? So the first thing we found, we kind of knew that we were gonna have front sump issues because uh, uh, Lewis had been playing with it already. Right. Uh, it putting it. Looks kind of like, but. Right. So the subframe. But the Miata would put it way up here. Right. And so we notched the subframe, and then he was looking at the firewall. Now the firewall looks like there's a lot taken out, but if you look at a stock E36, that's typically where the heater core is. Okay. So it's a heater core pocket. We just cut that out. Okay. Then we built the wall straight down. We went a little bit more just so that we could put a removable plate to access the top of the tranny. Yeah, it almost seems like it's because it would go back to here behind the right. right? So we just met up. So basically what we removed at the top meets up with where it would go at the bottom. Right. So it's not, it's really not that crazy. Could you fit something in there without, without removing it or no? No. Just because the, the heater core is still built into it and stuff? Or? I can't picture what it is. Um, what do you mean? Like, so... Like, could, could you put the K in without removing all that stuff? Uh, not without doing, moving the subframe up like three inches. Okay. So you'd have to do something on the bottom or like... Totally right. put the engine in a different spot. And I'm not a, a lot of space in the front. Here. And we're not engineers, so the big fear of mine was yeah. what if I move the steering rack up a half an inch, what difference does that yeah. make? I don't I don't yeah, know. That might change a lot of things. And I I spoke with the uh fuck, I forget his name, I feel like a dick. Clown the clown shoe uh Z three M Z three M guy. He works with ASM a lot. Oh yeah, uh Artsum. That's it. It's a name that's not normal to me. Uh, he's a good fab dude. He was telling me, he's like, do not move the steering rack at all. You do not understand just the littlest amount right. with the bind that you'll have, you right. know, all this stuff. So I'm like, dude, we can't touch anything. Because right. Lewis was kind of experimenting with it. Right. And I said, not on mine. Uh -huh. We finally got the car handling really, really good. And is this the OEM trans location too? Or is the trans uh, moved It's all? trans is a little bit further back. Oh, it's back. We have to, we have to cut the drive shaft like, I don't think they even, it wasn't that much. Yeah, not much. Okay. I mean, not, not even. Because we could basically use the factory trans mount. We just drilled another hole. So right now, uh, for, for listeners, the, the crank bolt is like vertical with the back of the steering rack itself. So like the front of the crank bolt. So the engine's quite a ways back. But, yeah. Um, that's going to be easy for maintenance, especially if you've got a removable panel back there. Right. Mm -hmm. Very cool. Yeah, so it should be, it's kind of a neat little approach, and we were looking at a lot of the, uh, you know, the touring cars in the mid-90s and whatnot, right. and the, the factory BMW, which I think was, uh, was it an S14 or a P14? They used some sort of crazy... A, a P14, technically. And it really is, it's, theirs is a little bit further forward than this, but they, they would have, you know, they had the, the uh, shock towers tied in and the crazy cross braces and all kinds of cool stuff, so... Are you guys going to fab up a cool... With these things. Yeah, well, actually, I didn't realize I cracked. This oh, is all geez. cracked up. You got you to weld some things to the. Uh, yeah, so this is, has to go to the bottom. But actually, before you left, uh, or before you came here, and before Lewis left, he was telling me how to use the notcher because the one thing we're going to do, a few people have been talking about the, the setbacks of the tall 2.4 liter, right. a lot of vibrations, some stuff fails. Right. I don't know. The S54 was a super tall motor and didn't really have the issues. Right. But then again, it's an engine that was designed to go into rear-wheel drive platform. And it's yeah, it's designed for big revs, whereas these things are like 7,000 RPM engines and everybody wants to go 85. Right, uh, right, right. So I mean, they could do it. Yeah. And we contacted, so like, uh, you know, I went to James. James has had, James Houghton's had so much success with the K24. And I said, who do you, you know, suggest? You know, so I definitely used some of the people we race with just right. to ask questions, you know. And this, is, this engine is like so proven in... Right track car world and race car world right so he said you know hit up unit two fab they did a you know I, I contacted him got the oil pan that everyone seemed to i mean it even says in the description multiple front wheel drive and rear wheel drive gltc wins oh really yeah yeah because <laughs> like, i was kind of like because i was like I, I started to do some research can i use a front wheel drive pan and a rear wheel drive car right. is there's you know is there going to be different yeah, slot characteristics so we did that. We did his ported oil pump, or oil, uh, yeah, oil pump. Some people were like, "You don't need it. You're yeah. not going to rub it that high." But Type S. for forty extra dollars, why? Pump. Yeah, why wouldn't? Why wouldn't you? I just figured, just do it. Um, yeah, Honda. A lot of times they have like the, oil, especially on the older ones too. Like the oil goes through like a nice big tube, and then it makes like the hardest, most awkward ninety degree turn, mm -hmm. and it like necks down. And yeah. Like, right, like, right. Why, why'd you do that? So you take a cover off and port that thing out. Right. Yeah. yeah. So in hitting this, sorry. Yeah, yeah no, it's fine. You over there. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, so we, we got that. And then, so back to the vibrations and stuff. I mean, I talked to Dave Calzetta, and he was, 
I've got some sort of like washer in here that's supposed to help with, I guess, right. so these dudes have been pounding through. Yeah, I see that. Throw up bearing, or not throw up bearings. Um, yeah. uh, Drive by wire throttle bodies. Throttle bodies, yeah. So we're, we're in the process now of this weekend. Now that the, so the subframe's done. Right. And we had to take a big old chunk out of it in the middle to clear the, the uh, oil pan. But then Lewis has braces that go backwards yeah. and then tie into the actual frame. So not only did it create a, a, a better cradle, but then it also protects the oil pan quite a bit too. Okay. Um, but we're actually going to create some sort of mount system here that everyone on the podcast will see and appreciate. <laughs> uh, oh, you're going to go above it. Here. That we're going we're gonna to utilize the OEM front-wheel drive mount. Right. And then brace it back to the frame to stop that four and a half. So we're gonna that have four might and a half. Help some of the vibration. I don't too. see why I wouldn't. I know some people are, are bracing the uh, manifold. intake manifold, yeah. which I'm sure OEM there is some sort of bracketry. And you might want to. But. Absolutely, but I really think like even if you grab it here, you can right. see there's some movement. Yeah, so what he's talking about is the the front front wheel drive engine mount right by the accessory drive is like it's literally almost at valve cover height it's at the bottom of the valve cover. And so he wants to do an engine mount basically to keep the engine from vibrating front to back, like in a front wheel drive, but side to side in a rear wheel drive. So it makes sense. Yeah. Cool. So and, big and triangle there. Yeah, we'll triangulate it. And BMW did this in right. their cars too. There's yeah. all kinds of really cool uh, pictures to look at and whatnot. And but, that'll uh, probably stiffen some front end right. too. If it, are you going to weld that to the chassis? Yeah. So I think we're going to do some sort down. of ears here. And then this actually, we're debating if it's going to go on the top or if yeah. it's going to go in here. It's like a, uh, basically like a, like a control arm pusher. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. So I think we probably, for ease, will be like this. Right. And just It'll make go it right to the front and then, out. yeah, drop it in and out. So that way, if you have to service the car, we're not having to disassemble like eight things. It should just be three bolts. Dude, this is going to be sick to work on. There's a lot of room yeah. in here. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that was the big goal with the swap was to make it serviceable, right. obviously following your rule set just reliable and balanced yeah we allow some firewall modifications for engine swaps you're doing that for sure. right <laughs> and it's not it's crazy so it looks it, it honestly looks like a shit ton was taken out and a lot was modified well, i can see it like really it almost would fit yeah as is. Like, yeah. yeah right where it goes back to the bottom where the frame curves into the middle right. nothing of that was touched yeah so it's wild what um, header is that that's the k power one as well okay. i just honestly i like you know what it say uh, shop local buy right. local right mm -hmm. so it's We've known him forever. He's a good friend, and I just like the opportunity to be able to support someone local. Yeah, so that's it tucks, dope. tucks to the block really pretty tight too. Right. So. Does and the exhaust normally come out on that side, or does it cross under? It where, where it does. Uh, it goes in like uh, through the passenger side, then kind of comes back over okay. to the driver. And this was designed for the E30, right. so it's essentially the same. We did have to take about an inch of it out because okay. it hung down super low. Right. But right where the collector is, we just cut it, and then okay. it'll fit back over. And you're using obviously the the K Power. Uh, trans to engine adapter and right stuff, so. so just went up there bought everything it was nice picked it up hung out with everyone for caught up with everyone for a half hour Dude, 45 i can't minutes. believe how that company has exploded oh, yeah. yeah yeah he really blew up Dude, it's cool from from something that like he and i were in my truck coming home from mid-ohio we had his old integra on the back of the trailer and my crx in front of it or whatever and he was like man austin's miata was so fun i really wish i could put my k motor in his miata and he was like I think that would fit? And I was like, I don't know, let's pull over and measure a K-motor. And, and uh, yeah, that's like where it came, like the idea came up in, in the truck. And like uh, we built the first prototype in my garage for six months and then that's now awesome. he's got a business. That's so awesome. Really, really proud of him. Yeah. yeah. Freaking wild. The amount of hours that, uh, that everybody's putting over there. Yeah, and it was cool. He was kind of giving me a shop tour and telling me how like, you know, it was all the CNC machines. Sending stuff out to like, hey, I think the, I forget the guy's name, but I, one of the one of the first employees, like, you know, we could buy used CNC machines, right, right. and it just yeah. it just turned into like this is happening. He's got like you what, know? four or five now. Yeah. I think he has four used and two brand new. It's crazy. It's <laughs> awesome, man. I mean, just seeing him like expand shop to shop to shop in the, yeah. the last few years. And yeah. making so many parts too. Yeah. Like, yeah. It was neat. So I went over there and I was like, so what? And I, you know, I ignorantly was like, I want to do the swap. What do I need? Just right. like, just put it in the basket. Let's just do it. I'm, I'm really, I hadn't sold the S54 at this point, right. but I was banking on once that sells, right. I'm going to reap a bunch of my money back. So yeah, I said just... Probably, the swap will be a, a wash or, or more. Like yeah, well, well uh, that was the plan. Yeah, I, I originally cost. thought I could do it for about eight, and we're probably like 11 in right now. Oh, wow. Damn. Yeah, with stuff, things and stuff. And, uh, what, what, uh, what you got to do, ECU, wiring? Yeah, so, stuff. well, dude, uh, I hit up Alltech, and I was like, it's just what everyone runs. Once again, right. you know, there's different ECUs. Some people will say better or worse. There's so many of them in the paddock, too. 
And there's and so many. That's it. Are you, one running, of the, are you running their like uh, basically their K harness, or are you running a universal harness? I just want universal. Okay. We thought about going it, uh, going that route, but then at the end of the day, uh, you luck, still got to buy an old old harness off the right know, off of a junkyard. Or something. And this, do we got this motor locally, right, like down the street at that JD in Chicago place? Right, right. And it was just a really clean motor. Yeah. Yeah, uh, and it had a good chunk of the harness. They're like so, such a pedestrian engine in Japan and stuff. Right. Like people drive, they drive to the grocery store right. twice a week and like, and then after six years, it's like, oh, it's too expensive to have this car anymore. Like, yeah. Away. Like 20,000 miles, you know? And it was, it was like a, a like total like boyhood, like, I, you know, back, I haven't had a really been to the Japanese car scene yeah, forever. Yeah, he, he never bought a JDM engine probably, so, right? Well, not in a long time. I mean, yeah. I was real big into, like, the B13 SCR, oh, yeah. SR20DET craze yeah. back in the day. I shouldn't say craze. It was, like, me and, like, three other dudes. But, like, in the front-wheel <laughs> drive cars, we were the nerds with, like, boxy centers and everyone hatches. Yeah. Um, but it was cool. You know, you order your motor, you get it on a pallet. You know, what did yeah. I, you know, what came with it? Is there, is there an exhaust on this one? Like, what, you know, sometimes they were modded, whatever. Yeah. So it was oh, cool. Dang, to, it's got a header. Yeah. <laughs> like, I was, I actually took a pic, of all the things there, I took a picture of the wall of all the different strut bars. Right. Because, like, that used to be rice or cool. Yeah. Like, you know. They have a ton of stuff. I've never been to that place. Oh, it's cool as shit, dude. Yeah. yeah. They're, they're literally around the corner. Yeah, I know they're nice right here. Yeah. I think, uh, Jeremy Boyson was tuning at Mikey's last year, the year before, and like they just like went over there, bought a new engine, and swapped it to because they were having issues with theirs. Like, just come around the corner and yeah. grab a new engine. <laughs> yeah, that's that's fucking crazy. Um, just got a whole stack of them, man. Is this a this is a like a TSX like a record one or whatever the double V tech one? This is out of a Honda. I think it was like a Honda Odyssey. Yeah, they put them in vans. Yeah, yeah, it's a K twenty four. It's like the three something. I don't know. It's like the, I think it's like eleven and a half to one compression or so. It's yeah, the one it's to the get. One. It's the, the one, one to get. The TSX motor. Uh, that's what he told me as I paid for it. Is don't worry, it's the one you want. Uh, <laughs> I'm like, I don't worry about that. One. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so yeah, so it, it's it's gone pretty good. And then uh, you know we utilized the GLTC discount for like all the Haltech stuff, dude. That was a big yeah. big savings. It adds yeah. up real because it adds up. Yeah, it adds up real quick. Because no, those companies are rad. So, but that's where we're at. Um, and I think it's. I think it's somewhat daunting. You know, I post pictures here and there. I'm not real big, like, internet savvy, and I don't like to hear people talk to me sometimes. Yeah, I love you, Facebook completely. Jesus. You, you post one thing just because you think you're like, hey, you know, this is a rear-wheel drive you pay swap. You can't do that. These you're guys, stupid. You idiot. I did it. You don't have to take the subframe out, you dumbass. And it's yeah. like, turns out this guy put an F20 in an E30. Totally he, yeah, same thing, yeah. asshole. Um, do you, what, what about the height here? Is this, like, could you have lifted it up above the subframe or no? Uh, no, I don't think so. Yeah. It doesn't look really like you got a lot of hood appearance. clearance here. Yeah. Right? So, unless you did like a big old like Chevelle shaker cowl hood. Right. You know? Yeah, and, and the goal too was uh, obviously to keep drive shaft transmission, right. the whole drive line as level as the factory BMW. Yeah, so cars. yeah, a lot of the things are kind of the direction we went in one way was kind of dictated by another aspect. Yeah. No, I've, I've always dug this car, especially when uh, you had like crazy airbox on the S54 running time attack like wide open. I thought it was like. It was the first S54 that I thought, damn, that sounds cool. Like yeah. a lot of them, a lot of them didn't sound cool yeah. back in 2010. Yeah, they're really raspy, yeah. like canopies. Like, <laughs> sometimes you get the whole right mixture, and like they're rad sounding cars. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's an exciting project, dude. Yeah, I think it'll be cool, and I think uh, you know, hopefully people, you know, I think they'll notice it. Take, come take a look at it. We're gonna run it at like a, a mundane 210 horsepower. Just you know, we're like, not gonna push basically it. Basically, run the engine. Pretty much, um, and uh, but if someone you know, I mean, with the price of BMW shit, dude, it's so much money. That's crazy. And, and honestly, the fab work, if you you were to build it out, it wouldn't be that crazy in relation to that swap. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You could have a reliable ass Honda motor, and yeah. uh, like our, our other buddy of ours, Eric DeFazio, who's a big you know Honda guy, front wheel drive guy. Yeah. Finally got him to kind of come over from drag racing to do some road racing. He built right. a EG, and he's Pretty like, dude, too. you can just hot lap it. Right. Like you're gonna mm-hmm. hot lap it. You don't have to worry about like how many events have I done on these rod. And bearings. then like when it goes, it's like seven hundred fifty bucks or yeah, nine hundred bucks. One. Yeah. Right. So, right. Unfortunately, like you're gonna in ten years you'll probably see them be a couple thousand dollars because like they're gonna become more rare. Right. But they're yeah. not gonna be eight thousand dollars. No. Yeah. Hopefully not at least. No. <laughs> they sold so many of them. Dude, and that, they're I, still out there. Like you, you might be able to find two hundred thousand mile ones. My so wife's car has one in it. Yeah, they're like eight Just bucks. Pull it out of hers. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's weird to be at a euro shop. And you're putting a Kama. Is anybody any of your customers saying anything like, what is that? People love it. Do they? That's People cool. love it. So the fascinating thing, and Ryan brought it up a couple of times, is in 
the early racing career of the E36, BMW Motorsport put a four-cylinder yeah, in the their factory race screamer. car. Yeah. So it's kind of nice because it, it pays homage to that history at the same time with the modern technology of such a proven platform. weight-wise off the front wheels? That's like, a good question. So like hundreds of pounds, right? Uh, upon my research, if, like a dressed S54 is 478 pounds, right. and a dressed K24 is 300. Okay. So that's, gonna, that's less of a difference than I thought. It's so, still almost a couple hundred pounds. Right. And, and, you know, it'll go with the new rule changes with everyone on street tires. And, you know, I only run the wing and I won't have, like, the unnatural power curve. All that stuff. It's, it's going to be perfect. I'll make, like, right. 210 horsepower and I can be 2650 or something like it's that. Be like right that's there. about right where it should be. Mm-hmm. And, like, you're taking, you're probably, like, the S54 came, like, six or eight inches further, right? Yeah. And you're taking weight off the front tires. And putting it kind of where you want it to be, too. right? And it's gonna be so easy to work on. Like, <laughs> that's where's the radiator sit? Like, right, right here. Right? We're all doing it like factory BMW. Well, we're do yeah. it that twenty inches, right? <laughs> yeah. Put a spare K twenty four in there later. Just, just leave it in the front. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Put your spare spare tire in case you flat spot. Yeah, right. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, it's gonna be rad. Yeah, it'll be it'll be a cool car, you know. Yeah. So. And I, we're gonna we're trying to go for that like mid '90s touring vibe. I took off the big crazy wide body I had. Right. Yeah, this kit looks really nice. What is it? It's the Hard Motorsport. It's like they're just over fender kit, yeah. uh, which is nice because the fender flares that you normally used to get that you just bolted on the arch, they right. do the job. But after like racing this for so many years, this hides up so many. Is this fiberglass or plastic? Plastic, dude. Yeah, it seems it's like a. This is like a WeatherTech floor mat. It seems right here, pretty tough. It's nice. Well, and that so I hate. My old car used to look like a monster truck because right. it would always rub, and I hate rubbing. I look at people like Cattile and like any of the S2000s, and I'm Stamped. like, how the fuck isn't it rubbing? And they're like, oh, yeah. it rubs. And I'm like, that doesn't bother you. <laughs> you're going like, we're, we're pretty much on it more than we're not, and right. you're touching a tire all the time. Yeah. So I had mine cut too much. This being plastic, it'll clearance itself. Right. Um, and then also, you know, not that we want to have any contact, but if there's little brushes here and there, it's not just going to crack. Right. Like a like a regular chopper gun fiberglass. Right yeah, there, right, you know? right. This will give and pop back. You know? And I put it on myself. I'm not a body man by any stretch of the imagination. I was a bit nervous. I definitely procrastinated. Um, when I looked into how much it would cost to take it to somebody to do, I decided to do it myself. <laughs> and like the fitment's actually pretty good. I'm actually pretty itself. stoked about it, and we're going to put a busy livery on it, so anything that you don't like, you won't see. And it, it's got that, like, it's almost OEM look. But yeah, yeah. It's, it's a little fatter. When you look at the E36, the the cool Alpina Ford right. over there, you notice how much flare doesn't come right. out. Right, yeah, it doesn't pop out at all, and this pops out about two more inches, yeah. three more inches. Just enough for 245s, right. right? There was a time when this car ran 295 A7 square setup so, on a 10-inch so wheel. Those days are long gone. I'm on a 245. Nobody likes buying A7s anymore. No, <laughs> fuck A7s. I was so stoked when you guys were... I bought... Remember when they said, let's do a gentleman race? Right. So I was like, yeah. Yeah. It, it I high. bought a set of tires. After, after uh, I think I'm qualifying or practice, you went out on them on the Falcons. Yeah. And I was, I was walking up near your pit, um, and you were like, dude, they're really fun. And I was yeah. like, oh, this is going to work. You were like the first one that like gave me a little bit of positive affirmation. <laughs> yeah, they were, they were Besides, awesome. Besides like Scott Robertson, who's been running for years. Right. Uh, but, yeah, you, you were like, dude, they're really fun. And, like, you've been a Hoosier guy for years. Yeah. Uh, so that was uh, that was a little bit of positive affirmation. That was the first one at Mid Ohio. And the nice thing is, is like you know, there's going to be a lot of people in the paddock that are coming up in either you know maybe not so much time trials because they're going to be boners for lap times and they're going to run their specific tire. Right. But all the HPDE guys, they're looking for a cheap tire. Yeah. And if we run them for a weekend or two and say, hey, for 200 bucks, you want to take yeah. these tires off? They, they're going to the eat them up. Well, and, and but like time attack, most of our time attack classes are like they got to run those tires too. Oh, okay. So yeah, yeah, you can hand them down to the club TR guys or right. whatever. You know? And now that you have like a set tire, like two twenty five, thirty five, forty five, fifty five, right. there's not just four tires available in the paddock. Right. You know, I might be able to sell these to some dude with a GTI. Right. Where like right. you know someone like Swenson's going to sell his to like you know another Corvette or like an F eighty M three or something that's going to run two seventy five. So what uh, what wheel and tire are you going to run in this thing? So it's going to be the Apex. Uh, 18s or 17s? 18s. Okay. 18 by 9.5, I think the same I've always had, plus 22. Okay. Um, and then, yeah, just the 245 40s. We're going to play around with some staggered sizes. Yeah, because we're allowing staggers this year. Right. Um, what is it, 20 mil difference? 20 mil to I front to back. Ago, <laughs> so we're going we're gonna to play around with different approaches to that. Yeah, that would be cool. I'm, I'm, I, have a, I have a lot of faith that, um, that we're going to have better racing everywhere. 
everywhere in the field. Right. That's the right. goal. Is I want more people to have the potential to win, but I also want more people to have fun. Yeah. Right. Uh, versus spread out because ah, I'm on the sheet. I'm on my shitty old tires yeah. this weekend. Like the delta between a shitty old street tire and a brand new street tire is about half or less of what a shitty old Hoosier versus a brand new Hoosier is. Right. Uh, so I think that that delta is going to is going to tighten everybody up, and then also like brand new Hoosiers versus cast off street tires. That's a four second delta, right. you know. And you're not going to win in anything but H2Os in the rain. Right. I don't care how. And then you've got to throw them away are. that weekend because you use them for five minutes. Right. And like now they're shit. You've melted them. Now into you nothing. have to buy brand new ones. You know, mm-hmm. like that's. That's just, it, hope, we, I mean, one of the thoughts was, well, if people are going to have more money to spend racing, like, even if they want to overspend everybody in street tires, they're going to have enough for a few more entries left over versus right. the mm-hmm. same activity in Hoosiers. Mm-hmm. And we saw it in Gold Pass tickets, like, the past 24 hours. Yeah. Right. Dude, people like, are stoked. Dude, it's... It un- levels the playing field a little bit. It's unreal how fast Gold Pass will Yeah, be. I love it. I mean, I had been following it the last week. Um, you know, hey, when's this coming out? When's that coming out? This, that, the other thing. Uh, when I got the email that it's going to open up for pre-sale at 4, yeah. I, like, left the job site so that I pulled <laughs> into our yard and parked, like, my big digger truck, and I sat there at, like, 3... I got there at, like, 3.58, and I'm like, perfect. Yeah. yeah. Fired up the car, sat there, waited, boom, code, got yeah. the events I want. I was really... Yeah. Like worried, not worried, but like I really wanted to do the Lime Rock event because of like the throwback to the right. touring cars, right. um, and I, it's the smallest track. Yeah, there's not gonna, you're not going to have a Road America style entry. No, you're list. not going to have 40, 50, 60 cars. We're gonna we're hoping for thirty five cars. Right. Mm-hmm. Basically, that event is basically sold out. Yeah, um, because we sold thirty five season passes for that's the CLTC. So wild. Yeah, that's you know, so. Most of them are forty six events. So. Yeah, um, but yeah, I, I can't thank uh, the community enough. It's pretty wild. To, to think that you have a motorsports series that is like hard to get tickets to drive in, like that's not that's never not a thing. Never. <laughs> I've been. So I got. I got my comp license in 2011. I've been doing competitive shit since 2008. Yeah. Never would I ever register for a race before the next one because who knows if you're gonna ball yeah, the fucking like car. Or like the night before, you're like. Mm, I guess okay. I'll do it. Yeah. Looks like three look more at, people. Look at entered. the weather. Yeah. yeah. You know, talk to your buddies. See if they're coming. But so I mean, even back when we were racing in a different series. It, we were excited if there were four other people right. in our class. Yeah. No, I've, I've now been in those ten times that. Like, it's not like we want to take anything away from you know from the other historic series sure. that have been around forever. Yeah. We, but the biggest goal with GLTC, and I've said it a bunch of times, is to put club racing in in the eyeballs of a bunch of car enthusiasts that don't even know what club racing is. Right. And we've done that with thousands of people. Like, right. Thousands yeah. of people see club racing and like, How, you could do that. Like that's a thing. Yeah. Yeah. Like, we had 38 million unique hits on, uh, or 38 million clicks on social media this year, like, between Instagram and live streams and all that stuff, and, like, 38 million impressions, whatever you call it. And, like, that's a lot of people looking at club racing and time attack. Absolutely. Um, and a lot of them at the festivals. You've been to festivals. Yeah. You're driving mm-hmm. in front of thousands of people. It's pretty fun. It, it's nuts, dude. And, you know, I'm sure it's kind of a surreal experience. It's, it's surreal for all the people racing, but, like, think about Doug Kramer, and even Kyle now, because he's done the pro racing. You got these people that go out there and spend thirty, forty thousand dollars a week, and maybe twenty thousand. I don't know what they no, they like spend the, more the than we spend. spend at SRO is like twenty-five to thirty thousand. Right. 000 so they're spending all this money to act like a pro driver, right. to have a couple hundred people at the track, right. maybe be on CBS Sports Network at like you know a month later, yeah, you know, one in the afternoon on a right. Sunday, right. and you know they DVR it and they watch it and it's cool. We're like, this is a big deal, and, and you're spending four fifty a weekend. Right. Plus your whatever consumables. And yeah. Stuff. And, dude, honestly, the whole... It's the the $5,000 The platform of the four races, it takes so much stress away. Like, if, you, you know, if you're if you if you're pretty competitive and you, you want to win the event mm-hmm. or finish up the top, you got it. That run kind of sucked, but so did so-and-so, so we're still in it. Right. And, uh, and you just get more you get more of the fun stuff, the starts and the stops. You know? Right. The, the green and the checker is the fun stuff. Dude, so. and, and honestly, like... I don't want to call it the downtime, but, like, the time between the events. Yeah. We have so much fun. Like, we've built, like, a fucking regular paddock yeah. chill zone. Yeah. We have yeah. our squad. We have our routine. It's a lot of tradition. fun, man. Like, my wife never used to. I, I've right. been with my wife now for eight years, and uh, she'd come to some of the events. Right. She actively wants to come to the grid Yeah, she's events. always on the scooters. Dude, scooting around, around, dude. Man. She got her and Fritz driving around yeah. looking for action, you know, and it, it's... <laughs> It, that right there is evident that what you're doing is working. Well, the, like the paddock vibe, that's that's a, 
that's most of the reason you go to the racetrack is like yeah. mm-hmm. where where my where are my buddies at like right. where's the like where's the best barbecue tonight you know um, but it uh, I want everybody's events to be like this and I think like if you bring the new the younger people in and you like show the motorsports culture to like a thousands more people a year like maybe these racetracks are a thing when I'm 60 and I can dick around with my vintage Civic you know yeah like, <laughs> I want, I'm like I want it's the, the whole the whole motorsports world is changing so much every year. Like we got to have as much fun as we can while we can do it. So Absolutely. Yeah. What uh, What do you guys all do at, at uh, Performance Hero Works? Like, what's your bread and butter? Bread and butter is building BMW M3s. Yeah. You know, for the most part, I mean, these guys will bring these fairly factory street cars, and they want to turn to something wild and crazy. Yeah. I mean, again, we have some cars that look bone factory stock, but they run high nine seconds. No in the quarter way. mile. Yeah. And then we have obviously full-on street cars that are adding more cylinders to the Good motors. So, what yeah, so we do a little bit of everything in between. What's uh, what's what's the twin turbo motor? The, and what's the code on that engine? S fifty five. That's right. Yeah. And those things you you tell me those things can make like seven hundred wheel. Like oh no yeah. Problem. Yeah, it's like my my daily driver with like a very very mild turbo upgrade and a tune and E eighty five. It's. 700 wheel on the dot. That's real. And that's, that's, Dude, that's, so so that's like yeah. try some Ford 46.3s. <laughs> Last year, you were like, you want to take a ride on the block? And I was like, no. Yeah, no, I don't. I don't, I don't, don't, I don't, I don't need 700. Make yeah, everything else seem mundane. I think so no thanks. Yeah, I don't ride in, in new cars anymore. I can't yeah. do it. Like, yeah. It just, makes all my shitboxes seem like shitboxes. <laughs> I, hide, I hide behind the term visceral. Like, all my cars are visceral. I like them like that. I really you know? like that engaged yeah. driving yeah. experience. You know? it's, I, it's, I don't want to drive a car that I can't afford, so yeah, thank like, you very much. The, the, throw away. The, the European car scene, I think, changed quite a bit. Because obviously, like, these E36, these E46 M3s, and even E90 M3s. This was, like, the thing until yeah. a few years ago. Yeah, I mean, like, in a straight line, reality is, like, they weren't really that fast. They were, like, but 13, they were, 14 second cars. Yeah, but they were they were built for the road course, which is why we build so many of them. But right. then now all of a sudden, these new cars that are direct fuel injection, really good high pressure fuel pumps, big turbos from factory, okay. they're all straight lines. But the That's clientele, so like it really shifted towards straight line racing. But then people forget that the BMW Motorsport M4 GT4, like the right. factory race car, had a very, very successful year. Right. And like one of our goals this year is to actually create a little bit of a shift in the community that. Don't forget, this is actually still built for the right. road course. Um, so like actually, like my goal with Grid Life this year is actually to take my street car and actually turn it into a time attack okay. car to do the different classes, right. to not have 700 wheel, but maybe have 400 wheel, right. something nice and safe, and remind people that this is the M3's heritage. Yeah. It's meant to be on the track. So we're looking forward to obviously clearly doing a lot of the GLTC stuff and then yeah, the time attack stuff. Circles, you can run street GT mm-hmm. and you can go pretty fast. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. Yeah, pretty fast. Yeah, I mean, so we haven't seen a real... Actually, we've seen, we have seen street GT get won by, you know, an, an M4 mm-hmm. Alex Artea, but mm-hmm. not like domination. We haven't right. seen like a crazy wild effort. Right, right, um, right. But, uh, yeah, that's a lot of power. It's, it's, it's a lot you of power. You can make like 500-something on the factory turbos? Oh, yeah, easily. Yeah, on, on 93 octane, we pretty much consistently make 500 to 525 wheel. But like e- even then, I mean, we, we obviously do have some clients that do drive them at the track. Right. I do shift the power band. I make it like a very naturally aspirated style right. shape of the power band um, to make it at least manageable. And you're just using OEM ECUs and all oh, that yeah, stuff? Yeah, yeah all flashing. factory stuff. I mean, the, the new ECUs in these cars, they're damn near a standalone so i mean i can do anything and everything with them do you are you the tuner i am yes so yeah i'm the one running on the the dyno right pretty much all day every day yeah dynos are you gonna teach me a little bit about dynos. yeah definitely we just, we just pick one of them oh nice that's right i have I so what did you guys end up getting uh we got a two-wheel drive dyno jet on a trailer oh, oh so, nice so bring uh, it to the events and yep. all that good so stuff it'll help yeah obviously with gltc and you know mm-hmm. for people that there's a lot of gltc drivers who are like man my local dyno jet's five hours away. Yeah, you know, right. like now it's at the, at the track. Yeah, that's so, perfect. Um, and it's it's also like at, at, at spectator events. Like, how many car shows have you seen with the trailer dyno? Right, and people right, just right. run that thing. Right, like, right, right. Hopefully, it pays for itself. And pays, oh yeah. It pays for a couple of people to run it. I'm sure. But like, it's also a tuning and a, and a sorting out thing. Like, it how is. many time attack drivers go out in the street and like have their buddy trying to tune it? Like that's stupid. We're yeah, getting kicked out. Exactly. Like, the local exactly. cops hate that. Yeah. You now they can just hey, eighty bucks. Yeah. 
make a bunch of poles, you know? Right. And then I think on top of that, too, the fact that you guys are, that you guys got your own dyno, it will add that other standardized level of right. consistency of, of measurement. That's the thing. Which is like, a big deal, especially for You can for dyno that. race a bunch of, and Ryan had some issues with his turn right. changes, you know? Right, yeah, like, right. the, the car makes 40 horsepower if you look at it wrong. Right, like, exactly. So you've yeah. got people that don't have the time to sort that out, or mm -hmm. they haven't been in the, in the variety, in the situation mm -hmm. where, like, you know, the atmospheric pressure, you don't know what the ECU trickery needs, like, yeah. you know what it needs this weekend. Now. Right. If you're in the hunt, like, hey, we're just going to verify. Right, absolutely. Throw that extra 20 pounds in or take that extra 20 pounds out, you know what it makes today. Exactly. Um, so I think it's mainly it's a convenience thing for drivers. Yeah. It's a scrutinary thing. It's going to keep sure. everybody honest. Yeah, so. it's always looming. Right. You'll always see it there. And, like, at a, at a couple of, well, you might not, but you always will probably. Yeah, <laughs> they don't even know that till the day out. Yeah. We had a couple of events like, do we have the dyno on site? Like Gingerman, there's one at the shop down the road, right? Uh, right. In, in in the uh, facility, but like that's pretty rare. And a couple of other tracks have had like uh, Mustangs uh, on site, mm -hmm. but you can't really compare them. It's you it's different. A couple yeah. of keystrokes, you, you can make a Mustang do whatever you want. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. Um, not that there's and it's, it, they're tuning tools. It's not a racetrack, right? But like dyno jets are obviously a little more comparable. You know, right. Across the board. Across right. the country, across they the board. At, yeah. You know, atmospheric pressures, all this yeah. stuff. So it's not perfect, but it'll help us. It'll help us hopefully have even better racing. So. Absolutely. And it's a convenience for drivers. It's a fix for drivers. People can fix their car. They can sort their car. Sure, so. sure. I'm excited about it, but it's also just another thing to do. So. Yeah. yeah. I remember back in the day, NASA, Dave Royce, when he still ran it, he had, like, the most rickety-looking dyno on Did a trailer that was, yeah. like, dude, you had to go up, like, five foot of five foot high of ramp but it was like a 30 foot long ramp yeah it was some sketchy shit yeah i mean we used that sketchy dyno at the nasa yeah, championships at, years at the back championship, yeah. there were some pretty i mean i don't want to call them hillbillies but like there were some questionable people running it yeah and i was i just i remember the way they were just revving the shit out of it and driving them i told the dudes that this was uh uh sequential because they wouldn't do sequentials it just has a oh, high really? shift i was like oh it's sequential i'll do it because they would just da -da 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 bounced off every the rev limiter in every gear oh, and just loved it they were having like a you know definitely no having a blast no mechanical symptoms they didn't give a shit won <laughs> <laughs> their car they are getting paid <laughs> so I was like oh yeah it's in Quantrill see how many of these shit box we can blow up <laughs> <laughs> but so yeah so that'll be cool man yeah that we're excited cool. about that so we gotta go to Virginia to pick it up but the thing's only got like a couple hundred poles under its life it's probably the one we oh, used that's like in the championships this dude took it to two car shows and then he was like, this is too much work. Yeah. And then he put it in the garage and forgot about it. It's been a bunch oh, of, like, hey, donked-ass really? cars been running. I yeah, he, like, put, like, some 57 Chevys on it. And, like, Dope. that was it. It's a nice looking unit. I'm excited. That's cool. But, yeah, another thing to think about, another thing to staff and, and man. But whatever. We'll, yeah. Uh, we'll, we'll get her done. Yeah. Oh, yeah, man. Um, you're, uh, you're Dino. How, how, how booked up are you? People are looking to tune and uh, oh, sort gosh. things out. I mean... Is that like every day almost? It's almost every day. So that's like yeah. a big piece of it, it. It is. It is. I mean, and on top of that here locally, you know, ironically enough, there, there are only really a couple yeah. accessible four-wheel drive dyno yeah, jets. that's the big um, thing. It's, it's, and especially nowadays. Especially now. And like, I mean, for us, you know, originally actually I wanted a two-wheel drive, but with a lot of these newer European cars, even if a two-wheel right. drive car we need all four wheels spinning at the same right. time. So I was yeah, like, all right, got to get... I bet you they're board. selling a lot more four-wheel drives than, than two-wheel drives now. Uh, a lot. A but lot it's hard to put on a trailer. So. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, a little bit. It's a big sure. but, but, yeah, no, unfortunately, like I said, it's it's very much paying itself off. And, and mainly for yeah. me, it's it, it's a development tool. I mean, yeah. back in the day, I used to have to rent dynos from all over the it state, and then I'm, I'm wasting time transporting the car, then paying right. an endless amount. I was like, you know what? Like, pull it out one garage door, pull it in another, and you're working in the car. Exactly. And we exactly. were actually just talking at dinner, like some of the dinos you used to be able to access and use, like AMS, for example. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't, they they're got busy. two of them, but right. you can't get, you couldn't you just call up and it. say, I want two. Yeah, they're busy now. They'd be like, you're going to do a $50,000 GTR build? Oh, then yeah, we can get you yeah, on the dyno. Right, right. But all that's, what the, that's all they're turning out. So right. it's, yeah. Yeah. your backyard just can't get to it. So. No, the, uh, the shop is cool looking. I'm glad I got stuff up. Yeah, yeah, it's getting there. Like I said, very much a, a work in progress. Um, but yeah, hopefully by middle of the year it's gonna look a it little looks, bit different. It looks like you've been here for a long time, and you're like, ah, oh, it's kind of a mess. We're just moving in. Like this yeah. is like a nice shop. Yeah, this looks great. It's getting there. I, I mean, mean last week even like it, on one day. So I, I was off all last week. I kind of took off between Christmas and New mm -hmm. Year just to work on this. Right. And so I was around the shop all week, and they basically just took off New Year's Eve, mm -hmm. and like 
this was a whole wall right here. I mean, once again, the podcast will appreciate it. Oh, no. So actually, we, we had a huge pallet. Yeah, they had a, it was like oh, a pallet wall. Tires stacked, all kinds yeah. of shit. We put these up, painted them, made it look nice, put some engines on there. And, yeah. and then like above the dyno, we do have obviously a mezzanine floor right. where we stack all of our client race tires that we take with us. And right. Yeah, we're just ultimately just trying to tidy up the place as much as we can yeah. um, and just make it as free-flowing No, I didn't possible. expect the shop to be this big. Like Most shops are a lot smaller. So. Yeah. yeah, no, it's, it's, it's a good space. I mean, we were very fortunate to have you know the opportunity to be in this standalone building. And, and the biggest thing is trying to get a dyno running in right. all these other different complexes. It was very, very hard to get approval yeah. for. And you're in a good industrial space. Here. Yes. Yeah, very like yeah. No yeah, on the weekends, you can do like third gear races down the cold <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, the drift tracks just yeah, walk yeah, yeah, Exactly. Like, you're ripping down here. It's good yeah. times. But, yeah. yeah, no, like, we're, we're definitely getting there. It's like week by week, we have our little projects, you know, in between all the car stuff that we're trying to tackle. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah. ultimately, the goal is just to make it look nice and tidy. And clients' yeah. wishes. Yeah. Like, he he texted me last week. He's like, hey, uh, you know, one of our other racers, Alan Kosoff and SCCA, is like, he, he, he thinks he wants to go to Sebring. Oh, man. That's a, that's so a we're gonna, I'm going to load it up and go to Sebring. Yeah. So not, tomorrow he's going to prep the 996 and then yeah. head out next and week. And I leave Sebring. on Tuesday and I'm gone for a week. Trackside support. <laughs> that's a freaking hike. Yeah, it is. So. Is that a majors race down there? Or? Yeah, it is. Yeah. yeah. Yep, yep. First one of the year. Um, yeah, they usually start with Homestead or Sebring or something yeah. like that. Yeah, so it's, it's going to be actually a big field. I don't know if I told you. 21 cars. What class? T2. Okay. SCCA T2. Yeah, yeah. That's, for that, that's yeah, that's, that's like a runoff. The major, numbers. the majors are usually pretty big numbers. Yeah, yeah, they are, they are. But, um, How do people find out about performance yearworks? Man, fortunately, word of mouth. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I mean, thankfully, you know, for us, most of our clients in our generation, they're, they're clearly on social media right. quite a bit. So, I mean, Instagram page, Facebook, but yeah. for us, it's just it's going out to the events. Yeah, you know, we we have actually a lot of clients that are doing HPDE with, right. with Grid Life with NASA. I see your stickers on more yeah. and more cars. Yeah, so. they're they're getting there. Yeah, they're getting there. But yeah, I mean, fortunately, over the years, we, we developed a really really strong community, very very close knit. Right. And then yeah, just kind of spread. That's the way to build fire. a business too. It is. How long have you guys been yeah. around? I started the business at the tail end of 2015. Okay. So we're just about to hit almost six That's years. That's like twice as long as most shops run. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we're, we're trying. I mean, I started alone in a small 1,500 square yeah. foot room and then slowly expanded as Build the years out, came man. by. It's, uh, and that's, a, that's like a pivotal time frame in Euro car, like aftermarket Euro car world. Mm-hmm. Like they really changed a lot in the last six, seven years. They, they really, really did. Yeah. They really did. Yeah, it's amazing how fast you can make them. It's, it's wild. It's, dumb. it's wild. That's real. That's real. A it's lot of these cars, they, they could do... Properly stupid fast. Yeah. I mean, they, they could do a little bit of everything exceptionally, exceptionally well. Right. It's, it's wild. And they're a lot more reliable than they were 12 years ago. They're a lot more reliable. <laughs> yeah, they are. But they still have their little quirks and issues that thankfully keep us busy. you got to know how to work on them, you, too, you, do. Right? you do. You do. And yeah. I mean, unfortunately, the cars are getting smarter and smarter, so we're constantly having to invest in different computers. Yeah, new equipment. Diagnostic systems. That stuff is so intimidating to me. Like, Oh, I, I took the computer out of my truck and put 12 valve Cummins in it. I could tune it with a screwdriver. Right, right. Right. I'd love to put just carburetors on this. Yeah, some DCOE like, side drafts yeah, on this. Time. Time. I, I, yeah. Every time, with the BMW, you brought it up earlier. We had some issues with it last year and with the tuning of it. Right. And I'd get so frustrated. And I would just like, you know, the other car that I have fun with, uh, it's a Falcon and it's carburetor yeah. and it's a fucking screwdriver. Right. It's a, it's a flathead screwdriver. Yeah, oh, you, it runs you, good you, now. You had one weekend where like, your car wouldn't make the same horsepower on the dyno. No, we, like you, I, I you got, check it on Thursday, and then like on Sunday, it's making like 18 more, something crazy like that. Like, it was like 210 on Thursday. Yeah. And then we race it, and it said 220. And I'm like, okay, that's not right, but whatever. And I even told you. I, I remember I came right. to you, and I was like, dude, there's no way. I will. I offered to dyno again after the fourth race. Right. And it made like 220. It picked up another, or no, picked up another like 15 horsepower. None of it made any sense. And I'm like, dude, none of this makes right. sense. I don't that's know what's going on. That's a frustrating problem. Dude, it was, I was so... Very, I was very defeated. When you can't trust that. your own car, and then you feel like uh, everybody thinks you're a cheater for, for dude. five hours. No, that was annoying. So I'm pumped about this because everybody knows everything Just about this. Just bring this bitch out. Everyone right? yeah. knows about yeah. it. So. No more PVC restrictors or anything. No, exactly. No, 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 no. Didn't you have like a two-inch PVC pipe? In one, inch. One, yeah. one inch. One inch? One inch inside diameter? Yeah. It's so stupid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that was uh, I mean that was part of the thing is that on top of that with it being a 3.2 liter you know so taking those points and then it wasn't advantageous at all like what's the point yeah. in having it just that was big of a motor? And it's it, heavier and it's expensive it blows up you don't want to replace right. it yeah. Yeah. 
you're better off putting just like a, a something small and cheap. Monitor, right, know? exactly. I did think about V8s because I know that you know, well, our you know new our new champion ran one, yeah. and uh, but it's I don't know, I just wasn't getting stoked on it. Yeah, you know, I want a little bit of RPM. And, and like if, the v, uh, the V8, like they all put LS uh, dry sub systems in them now. I mean, like you gotta invest in those things too. Yeah, yeah. you can yeah. put a truck motor in, sure, but like you gotta make that thing oil too. Right. So. Yeah. Yeah, I think it'll be fun, and it's super light. Yeah, I'm pumped. And, like, how easy is this to work on? Yeah, I'm pumped to race it, and I'm pumped to just do a lot more lapping in it, too. Right. I might even do a little bit of autocross. I, I have noticed a trend of, that some of the fastest in the series are, like, pro solo champs and yeah, shit. like 9, 14 times, 12 times. Yeah, dude, times. I've done, like, three autocrosses in my life, and uh, yeah. I did a little bit of high-speed autocross back in the day with Midwestern Council, so, like, I have every intention to trailer this down to Route 66 Speedway yeah. and, and, and hang out with some cone people. No, and, seat time is king too obviously you dial yeah. a car in a lot faster uh you know if you take a lot of time doing it yeah <laughs> so, so yeah a lot of us like we'll go to the event and we'll be like practice is fun like yeah that's fun you don't even think about it and then like oh shit you're in qualifying you're like man now something sucks and i gotta start tuning and then by like race four it's like i think the car's feeling pretty good right. you know right. like right. and you're always making changes to the yeah. previous setup right so now you're guessing right the whole time and we never got a chance to test it like we wanted to. And then, like, and then you see the the guys who are real good. They got freaking books and Bibles of what they've done over the past seven years. Yeah. You know, like, or you're just a freak alien like Tomo who's driven a thousand cars. Right. So you, you know, just know. You just kind of know what you want instinctively, right. and you're helped by really smart people who know that chassis. Right. You know, ASM's got fucking forty yes two thousand. Exactly. Yeah. When they bring out a work. fleet, they can they they can go with four <laughs> different aggressive or eight different aggressive <laughs> changes and be like. Which one, guys? Let's yeah. get together. Yeah. No, we want spec two in the front, spec three in the rear, and then get some guys on it, right? Right, now, yeah. Right? That's, I mean, that's awesome. Kudos to them but for that. The, but. but, yeah, I mean, you got to put the time in the car, too. And you got to be able to do it. And you also got to be able to afford to fix it. So. Right. Yeah. And then with this thing, too, we were just making it. I mean, two, uh, after the first year, I, I went away with all the adjustable suspension. There's no, you know, these are just fixed dampers. Right. Uh, and it's awesome. I just mix sway bar just adjustments. Just crazy revamped Bill Steens, right? Right. And uh, now this is just a little bit easier even with this motor. So it's just getting, it's nice. It's getting easier and easier. Right. Versus back in the day, we just get more complex. Yeah. You know? No, it's going to be fun. I can't wait to hear it and see it. It's going to sound weird. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it should, uh, you know, it should be wired, finished. Um, Monday's the plan. Okay. And hopefully fire it up. Uh, by the weekend and radiator just plumb and make a make a hose yeah it's go. actually at k-power though the yeah. fabricator there chandler oh, yeah. is uh someone that i think he used to work with back yeah, in the day. yeah he's a good friend Dude, of ours good he's right. incredibly Holy talented shit. so he's he's changing a few things because the bmw had like a sealed system there was no radiator cap so oh, we're kind okay. of adapting some things gotcha. i thought about getting an s2000 one but it doesn't quite fit right so this will be easier in the long run yeah make a drop in Mm -hmm. Maybe make a second one afterwards if it works and have a backup. Right. Everyone's like, you're going to lean it over, V mount. I mean, you put a lot of radiators in the middle, Holly. You should probably have an extra radiator. Yes. Dude. It's a brand, that's why it. it's a brand new one. So I was like, <laughs> I'm not going to get another new radiator. It's got like two races on <laughs> yeah, it. Of course. But yeah. No, it's going to be cool. I'm glad I could stop by. Yeah, I'm pretty pumped on it. And it's going to be a good year, I think. Yeah, really, really excited. It, uh, I like it. As long as we get less rain and uh, more smiles. I do. <laughs> it's going to be fun. Hi, right, Bites. Uh, where do people uh, reach out to uh, Performance Zero Works? Yeah. Your website, Facebook, yeah. and all that jazz? Definitely hop on the website, performanceeroworks.com. You can find us on Facebook. You can find us on Instagram cool. as well. But yeah, we're pretty easy to get a hold of. Yeah, Ryan, you still do social media crap? Or no? A little bit. Uh, that Falcon looks pretty dope. Yeah, I mean, that's it's, it's funny. I, I do all the racing stuff. I spend the majority of my uh, disposable income on this, mm -hmm. and like nobody really cares. Um, but then they see the Falcon and the world stops. Yeah. Uh, Hot Wheels, like yeah, uh, yeah, I, 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 <laughs> built the car yeah, out of it. Yeah, more, yeah. So, yeah, Ryan James Upham. So uh, yeah, that, that Falcon pretty dope. You yeah. bought it from a dude that I had done some doors for years ago. Yeah, and, dude. Uh, that thing was ghetto. That car was not built well. No, mm -hmm. my wife was like, "There's a spoon as your gas pedal." Yeah. And 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 like he he took this rat rad approach. Rat rod. Rat rod. Yeah. Dyslexic. Uh, and it was, I get it. Yeah. It's kind of neat if it's done right. But this wasn't done yeah. right. He no, just was done with crap on the floor. Right? <laughs> right. He like Jesus. looked at the floor and he like built the car out of that. And I remember he had like on the it's a 61. Although I kind of retrofitted to a 62, but he had on the back having fun in my 61. Yeah. And it drove me bonkers crazy. <laughs> I took 80 grit sandpaper and just took it off and there was still red paint underneath. Yeah. Like they painted it like eight times. I mean, <laughs> it's come yeah. a long way. No, it's a cool car. Is it wrapped? No, it's painted. I didn't know if you painted it or wrapped it. Yeah, we painted it. I actually got hit in it. 
Really? Yeah, dude. I had it. Uh, I had like these fiberglass fender flares on it, and yeah. it was just a cool driver. And I took it out. Um, I had been down in uh, at Hurricane Irma. The yeah. big hurricane was down there working, power outage shit. Came home, and I told my wife, I was like, I'm going to go out one last time in the car before it gets cold out. Right. Ran it out of gas, as you do with old cars. Gas gauge doesn't work for shit. And I was pushing it with the door open. As you can imagine, anyone with the push of shame. Door open, hand on it, hand on the steering wheel. And I look behind me, and I see a car coming. See a car coming. I thought we made eye contact. Then I hear the screech. I jumped in the car as he took the door off. No. Yeah, dude. He ripped it out of my hands. I almost fell on the ground. The door broke the hinges, hit the front fender, came back and hit me as I was going into the car. It, like, changed the trajectory of the car, like, 45 Holy degrees. <laughs> and I was like, what the fuck? Like, I, dude, it was so crazy. What kind and, of car hit you? Uh, Buick. What? It was probably an old man texting or something. He fell asleep. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, there was, like, five was lanes. He about the soup at the early bird special. Right, man. dude. Yeah. It was, like, four lanes with an open turn lane, and he hit me. Um, but so uh, after that, I fought with the insurance company forever. Yeah. And, uh, because of that, I was able to do um, body work. And yeah, the steel wide body, and then I had a little bit left over for yeah. paint. It's not a great paint job, but it's a good, good enough. You know? Yeah, no, it's a cruiser. Though. Yeah, like, you're not taking it to Pebble Beach. No, no, no. It's, I drive the shit out of it. It's modified. Like, right. It's, it's just a kind of a. It, it's got like a track look to it. Yeah, and it, it actually it's funny. I took him for <laughs> on the, uh, uh, we went on the track. Like Autobahn. He was like, "Holy shit, this thing actually turns." Sort of like, works. Huh? Everyone thinks it's a novelty car. Right. Like it just looks cool, but it's it's really fast. Yeah. I mean, I waited at the Blackhawk event. It's twenty six hundred pounds with me in it. Oh really? Makes close to three hundred wheel, three hundred fifty pounds. That would be pretty torque. quick too. Dude, and it turns really good. Yeah. So it's it's a funny car because people don't think it'll be like that. They think it just looks cool yeah. sitting still. Nothing like every everything from that generation like it gains uh, positive camber when you like right. press right. the wheel. Right. You know, like everything yeah. is whacked on this. Yeah, those are uh, those are cool looking cars though. So. Yeah. Anyway, all right, well, I'm gonna go home and go to bed. Yeah, we'll do the same. Out, Thank you for visiting. Yeah, appreciate man. it. Uh, the show uh, brought to you by our Patreons, and uh, we really appreciate all y'all. And uh, ApexTrackCoach.com. Uh, check them out. Apex Pro, the new Gen 2 units are out. And uh, hit up Abe if you're a Patreon and you buy one, you get a year of Lap Timer Plus. All their cool jazz. So, talk to you guys soon. Slip Angle was created by Austin Cabot and Adam Jubay, co-hosted by Derek Yarbrough and production by Abram Schmucker, who mixes all of our terrible audio. If you like the show, please rate us and review us on iTunes and come and find us in the Pits of Grid Live to say hello. Hello.